you're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and today I'm joined by the wonderful Wes. Hey, everybody. I am so excited, guys. Today we have my husband on the show, and it's such a treat. I miss Olivia so much, but it's so wonderful for me to be able to sit with my own husband and talk about Enneagram and marriage, and we are sending a shout out to all of you and Olivia, who we know are now more officially probably social distancing from each other. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about our story as a couple, as a seven and a one slash three possibly. And I'm just going to let Wes tell us a little bit about his story in terms of how he came to discover his Enneagram type, because I think that will help you to understand as we know, and I've said before, I'm not his therapist, I'm his wife. So his story is his own and it's been funny and we can tell it a little bit together. But Wes, why don't you first start off and just tell us a little bit about how you were introduced to the Enneagram? Yeah, well, the Enneagram was a surprise to me. I had no idea it even existed like most people. I think the first time I heard the word Enneagram, I felt like it was some kind of a weird cult thing or something. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of people, they see the picture of the Enneagram and they think like a pentagram or something creepy. Um, and then Krista was uh, really getting into it. She was reading a lot about it. She was listening to a lot of different podcasts and YouTube videos and um, really seeming to become passionate about it and started using it with her clients and telling me about just how successful she was being in helping her clients um, with the Enneagram. And so that intrigued me. So I, I asked to know a little bit more about it. And it uh, turns out it is nothing to do with the devil or, <laughs> or any cult, uh, but is just another useful tool for understanding the different ways that a lot of the different people in the world are created alike and that there is a, a system underlying the personalities of a lot of people. I think something that we already basically understood with the uh, five love languages, the old Aristotelian uh, system of humors, the Myers-Briggs personality testing. I mean, we were already using these testing methods uh, to try to understand people and how they tick. And this is just one more that has been used successfully to understand people. So so that, that to me made sense. I mean, I practice medicine, so I very much like to have a system, uh, a standard of what is healthy, what is normal, what is sick, what is a way that somebody is weak, so that, so that I can use that to assess people and, and give them recommendations for living a healthier life physically. And uh, so knowing that my wife was doing that basically in terms of personality for her clients really made sense to me. And, and actually, I, th- I can imagine it is um, something that their clients enjoy, having some kind of a structure to their sessions. It's not just a feel your way through it, you know, there's, there's actually some order to this. So, so I like that. I've always liked order. I mean, again, I study medicine. I've always um, been somebody who's good at math and science. I was a t- math and science teacher for six years before I went into medicine. And I've always been somebody who likes to be very organized and very neat. And I've always been very serious about my faith, especially trying to live very close to what the Bible says I'm supposed to. And so I like rules. I like being told what to do if it's from somebody who knows what they're talking about and who who 
is obviously somebody I can trust. So, so when Krista told me to take this test and it said that I was a type one, that really seemed to make sense. And uh, so that was some confirmation to me that maybe this thing wasn't a bunch of crap. And then uh, <laughs> here lately, she uh, wanted me to take it again, like a year later, because she was um, starting to implement, what was it, like subtypes and tri-types and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was actually having some teen girls over at our house. And of course, this is so now in vogue to be doing Enneagram work. So in the last six months or a year, the teens have been asking me, can you show me a test, Miss Krista? So I've been actually letting them take the true self type and I'll share that test link at the end. But it's been really fun for them to see what they probably are typed as as their personalities emerge. And of course, we know and we always say on this podcast and you hear it every everywhere. Don't overly type kids as they're still developing, but they're just doing the test anyway. So it's fun to give it a little direction to say, hold this lightly. So there they were taking the test in my kitchen and all of a sudden Wes emerges and he's not one, as he said, to really do the softer sciences sometimes. So we talk, we dialogue, we have a lot of fun together. But it's like at the same time, I was shocked when he came up and said, oh, I just took the test that you just shared the link to to the girls. And I'm a 316. I'm a three. So that really threw me off recently. And it was really funny. So we've been dialoguing Maybe about a it. Three, six. Yeah, we were like, is he a 136? Is he a 316? So it's been a lot of fun or for us. Three, maybe. <laughs> You're silly. So we've been having fun. And he holds it lightly, too, as he said. He's not going to hold a test above what he knows of himself, but he really has been what I think really intrigued with is the science behind it and seeing it work for people. And when he heard that it was changing the lives of my clients so much, and when it described him so well, when he first took that uh, Ian Cron road back to you inventory checklist that he has in the book as a one, Wes was just really impressed. So that was fun for me to see that it could even impress somebody who's really holding science to the highest place. Yeah. You know, having an objective standard to evaluate behavior is something I think all of us have longed for for a long time. I still am interested in understanding a little bit more about what kind of biological ties there are to the Enneagram. And I think that's something that people are still researching and trying to understand. I'm sure that there are some aspects of the nature involved, you know, nature versus nurture, that there's some natural explanations for some of the Enneagram types. And no doubt, some of these things can be molded or shaped or evolve according to the nurture and ways that, that we experience different things in life. But for where one is at, at the moment, it seems to really be helpful. And it's, it's nice to know where you are so that you can then make a good plan for where you want to go and, you know, strengthen some of the good things about your personality type and maybe allow some of the more negative ones to atrophy and kind of fall away from you. So, yeah, I thought that was very, very useful and I'm grateful for it. I'm so grateful for it, too, because I think it's blessed our marriage a lot. Would you agree with that? Of course, sweetheart. (laughs) No, for real. Would you say that when we learned who we were, that we were able to hear each other a little bit better about where we were each standing versus... I'm kind of feeding you this, but tell tell us a little bit about it. No doubt. What is so interesting to me is I like to meet with my good buddies for breakfast every week or so. And uh, we have breakfast, we talk about life, talk about what's going on at work and with our families and marriages and pray together and spur each other on, you know. And it was not long at all 
before Krista introduced me to the Enneagram, that I was telling my friend about some of my frustrations in how different Krista and I are from each other. And I mean, I had, of course, you know, we've been together for over 20 years, and I've we've studied each other and analyzed each other to death. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so we knew exactly in what ways that we are different, in what ways that we are alike, the things that we like about each other, the things that get on each other's nerves. and But we didn't have any kind of explanation for it except just to say, well, we're just different, and which is true, but, but how? Different in what ways? And in, in, in are these ways predictable ways? And can other people relate to us in the same ways? And can we learn from them and so on? So when she explained to me what her personality type was, what my personality type is, and and the strengths and the weaknesses and, and how there are particular ways that these two types relate to each other, it totally blew me away. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that it, it was just like, wow, really, this this is exactly what we have been kind of figuring out on our own and the things that I've been kind of, you know, asking for prayer for from my friends and it really makes sense. That's really neat. So your friends were able to really sit with you in a different way. It sounds like you guys were able to say, let's not just lament and grieve what we don't have in our marriages quite the same way, but but let's spur each other on in now having a little more hope for our marriages. Is that what you would oh, say? Oh gosh, of course. Always we're trying to encourage each other to be good husbands and good fathers and we are totally committed, faithful men of God who want to love our wives as as Christ loves the church. And so that's that's no question. But it was just, you know, giving some kind of a structure to what we were feeling, you know, what we were discussing. It's like it's this it's this revelation. It's like, wow, you know, almost like getting a view into the matrix, you know, like mm-hmm. like, whoa, there's something there's something to this underneath. And and it really fits. It makes sense. And it's and it gives you like this this basic structure that you can then build on. I mean, you can you can then go back to the table together as a couple and say, okay, so let's actually lay all of these qualities out that we have and let's see the different things that that you can see I'm frustrated with and that you're frustrated with, and let's show how that makes sense according to our personality types. So so it almost takes a little bit of the frustration and guilt out of it. You know, this is just the way we are. Yes, totally. It really does. Yeah. And then and then you look at the strengths too and you say, okay, so these are going to be probably the things that you're the strongest at and the things that probably I'm going to be strongest at. So so let's really focus on those as a couple. You know, let's let's celebrate those things and try to Work hard to pull those things out in each other because we can see here on this list, these are the things that you probably have and the things that I would enjoy. So it's it's great. It's true. And it really helps you. You still have to do the grieving work of what you don't have, but you also get this new set of, actually, this is really cool, though, to know that I, I can put some kind of nails in this that I do have certain other features with this person I thought I did but just seeing it in black and white is a really good feeling for you I bet Wes as a one slash three which now you're throwing me off because I thought I was looking into the matrix of who you were and I was so confident and now you're like hey I'm a three and I'm like uh what so we're just kind of doing some fun work now I always knew in general he was a social subtype and if you go through Beatrice Chestnut's book on subtypes I want you to know you're going to find that they don't always fit that rubric of 
exactly looking like self-preservation is this way and, and social and, and intimate are, are these certain ways because there's a lot of fluctuation you'd be surprised. But in general, Wes has been a very social subtype. And I think even though we're laughingly struggling with whether he's a one or a three now, at least knowing that he's got some traits of both in his tri-type and at least knowing that he's on the social level and I'm on the self-preservation slash intimate level, it's helped our marriage so much. So make sure you figure out your spouse's subtype, even if you're not quite sure what their type is, because that subtype, doesn't that have so much to do with our marriage, would you say, Wes? Oh, yeah. I mean, this this can clue you in as to the the bottom level, like the inner motivations for why you act the way you do. So, I mean, yes, there's like the way that I'm looking at the world, but then there's also like these, these, these things that I hunger and thirst for, these things that really make me excited, you know, these, these, they're motivators for me. And so I think when I discovered that I might be a three, it, it really made sense because a lot of the time I'm striving to meet a rigid standard for myself. And I think that it's partly because I want to be moral. I want to do what is right, what is just, you know, what is biblical. But at the same time, there are times when I want to do it because I want to to look good for somebody, you know, whether it's for, Mm -hmm. whether it's for God, whether it's for my wife or for my, my father or my coach. Like in those senses, it's not just about meeting some abstract objective standard. It's about making somebody proud, about Mm -hmm. looking good in somebody's eyes. And that can look like pride. That can look like vanity. But that doesn't, it's not always the case. That can be a healthy thing, you know, especially if it's somebody Mm -hmm. who's worthy of seeking their attention and making them, them proud. You know, like C.S. Lewis calls the divine accolade, well done, good and faithful servant you know, enter into the joy of your Lord. Wanting to have fame with God is is a good thing. It's a good thing to want to look good at. And and I think that's something that a three can relate to. And, and likewise, you know, there's times when you, you want to impress your wife. I mean, you want to look good for her. Mm-hmm. You want to look stylish <laughs> for her. You want to, you know, have the best gift yet for her to make her feel impressed. And I would say that's very much a three thing and not necessarily a one thing typically. I like that you know something about it and you guys can hear that he's not studying the Enneagram like I am. And I love that we have somebody on the show who's not, I'm not inundating him. And that's a good lesson for you wives out there who want to inundate your husbands and talk about it 24 seven. I may want to do that, but I don't do that. (laughs) So he doesn't have all the language, but he knows enough to say, you know, I might be a three and, and he's also able to say, I have one in three traits and and there are some great things, and I love that you bring the great things. And I love that Wes brings a fresh perspective that I honestly, because he's not in the Enneagram circles, I haven't heard a lot of people talk about the three like that. And, and you know, one thing people do talk about is the glory of the three. And you really brought that out a little, talking about C.S. Lewis and how we want to be glorious before our creator. Yeah, his essay, The Weight of Glory, is, is where he lays that oh, out. It's, really it's beautiful. Neat. It's really well done. Yes, I do love that essay. And I've loved how Wes has really wanted to please his Heavenly Father and has really spurred our family on toward love and good deeds over the years. And he's got a lot of 
desire to bring goodness to the world as a one. And he, as I recently learned, I finally got to figure out some of the things I didn't know about him. Like when he loved fancy cars or really nice name brand clothes. And these are simple things about threes, but I never really knew how to negotiate that with his one side. So when we were talking recently, I said, oh my gosh, I so understand. This is because you have all these three traits. And what that did for me as a a spouse of Wes was to say, I understand at a deeper level why some of this is important to him because he wants to make a glorious presentation. And that is not wrong. And it really helped me to understand him in terms of not boxing him into one because honestly, we all want to have the best of each Enneagram type. And it's pretty cool that he has types from both one and three as well as six. Yeah, thanks a lot. I mean, it's like, you know, the personality types each have their weaknesses and their strengths. And sometimes the distinction between them is subtle. And that's that's sin in general, right? I mean, it could be a very subtle distinction that draws somebody away onto the wrong path. So, you know, one wants to meet a standard and have high standards, uh, moral standards or, or what have you. And that's a great thing to want to strive for, but you don't want to be judgmental, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and in the same way, a three might want fame or glory or to look good and that can turn into vanity or an unhealthy pride but on the positive end um, fame with god is a wonderful thing and and impressing your wife or your father or your coach or your teacher i mean this is something that that it is a good thing to try to be to look good for that's true. So that's really true. Keeping and that in the right perspective, you know, it's this, it's this balancing act. Mm-hmm. That's a really important point for all of us, that there are really good reasons why our personality features are in place. And as Wes does his work now, he has this understanding of, I think, the depths of one and three and how he is more than just a black and white right or wrong person, that he has grace over him as a one and as a three, that he's loved for more than just what he does. And I think those are really important things that every three and one can be working on if you're a three or a one out there is becoming vulnerable. Have you seen those kinds of things pop up in your life, Wes? Well, I can say this. I'm really grateful. I'm so grateful that I married somebody who is sensitive to that kind of stuff. Aww, I mean, really, you're, thank you. you you are able to empathize. You can, you're trying hard to understand the way I feel and you're good help me in that you're really trying to support the, the things that I'm weak at and pull out the things that I'm strong at and You've always tried to do that. And mm-hmm. I just, I think that the Enneagram is helping you to do that even better. Oh, you know, thank you so much. And I was so tempted to go light there as a seven and bring a joke out. And it's so fun for me to do the Enneagram with you because then I'm more likely to just sit with it. And even though it's a strong emotion and you're giving me a compliment, I'm able to just be like, oh, thank you. Versus like, oh, ha, ha, that's so funny. <laughs> so I like that you, uh, he brings that out in me too. I think that's his one going to four that he really does have the emotional depth sometimes. And even though, yes, sometimes I relate to him as the three and I get this now why I do where I'm like, okay, he can be harsh. But it's like he really does go to the depths and have that artist side of him that I've talked about before where he plays piano and he wants to sit in the depths and he's cried and he's really fought for our marriage at times and 
you know, I fought for it at other times and we both fight for it daily. But it's like, I think that it's been really a good model for me as a seven who goes to five in health to have somebody who is at the end of the day willing to go to the emotions too. I think that's the beautiful pursuer distance or part of marriage is that it's really nice to have somebody who can do a little of both with you so you can balance out together. Right. Yeah, we complement each other. Yeah, we really do complement each other. And that's been, (laughs) yes, it has been. And meeting him in school was a way for me to see some of those traits. It was so funny. And we'll just talk for a moment about that, that when I met him, he was showing a lot of one in three traits because he was reflecting on that with me the other day that not only was he president of the Bible club, but he was also captain of the football team and relating on all the different sports teams like a three tends to do. Yeah, well, I was kind of pushed into those positions by my um, my dad and my coaches and my teachers. They saw potential, and so they kind of pushed me up into those leadership roles. And I, you know, I enjoyed it. It's it's it was it's fun. It's fun to have the attention, especially when you do something well, and people are proud and you're celebrated like that feels really good i've always really enjoyed that and it kind of spurred me on and fed me to want to do more mm-hmm. um but then at the same time when you don't do well it really hurts you know? oh that makes sense <laughs> there and were some an... interceptions thrown and um, <laughs> oh. yeah occasional c's and poor grades but. and dating a girl who was kind of wild at the time yep I had to keep you in line. <laughs> Your football coach wasn't too happy about that, no, if I remember. he wasn't. He tried to break us up more than once. <laughs> he did, and he was our English literature teacher, too, so it wasn't fair because that was my gifting, and you kept getting all the good grades. Right. He would he would call on me first uh, if I had awful. my hand raised because I was his quarterback, <laughs> even though my wife is this brilliant literature um, student whose father was a literature teacher and um, he had read like 10 times as many books he didn't like you too much <laughs> it was really awful but I was fighting for love and we were dating of course way too young but some people do fall in love really young and so we got kind of got lucky to have that yeah. as our story too yeah. yeah I don't think it was a coincidence you know God lined it up he put us together to complement one another. Like Adam and Eve, we've done a lot of amazing things together. We've helped a lot of people and done some really cool stuff. And he's used us to help change the world in some small way. Yeah, that's true. And that's really, I think, marriage at its best when you get to just complement each other and use your gifts and start getting out of the way of each other's weaknesses and start grieving them. And of course, yes, start asking each other to look at those, but we each have to do our own work, which is why I don't bring Wes into my Enneagram work that much. I mean, I love when he comes in and surprises me and says he's been doing it, or if I find something really insightful, I'll actually come up to him and say, oh my goodness, I think recently I said, I'm starting to to realize something about you that I didn't know, and it really makes me love you even better and understand you even better. Those are the kinds of moments we do really use the Enneagram together is to really build each other up. And when we need to grow, that's really our personal work. So being patient with your spouse, letting them know when you have to ask them to do something, that's important. But otherwise, just letting them grow at their own pace is a really great way and great use of the Enneagram. And it's just fun. At this point, it's fun. I'm asking you guys, hey, what do you think my husband is, a one or a three? That's how much we're not worried about it. But we also love just the banter of it oh yeah it's I, I think the Enneagram is a is a wonderful tool we're all called to love 
like Christ loves, to live out First Corinthians 13, you know, to, be, to, to let love be patient, to be kind, and to, to not look for faults, and to build each other up. And the Enneagram gives us some structure to that. It helps us to know in what, what ways specifically to our spouse we can do that. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it really is. And thanks for joining us today, Wes. I know with coronavirus going on, I'm lucky to have you here right now at all. So I feel especially happy that as a medical provider that you had a little bit of time to join us on our show in our home studio. So if you hear any sound differences, know that we are out there trying to social distance as well. And this is just a cool thing that I got to have you on the show today. Well, thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) You're so silly. And he has a lot of fun. fun. Yeah, we didn't even get to talk about his fun silly seven side because he's in a more serious mood because of everything going on but but we will go there too sometime and i hope we can have you back of course we can you're my husband thanks sweetie well they always told me i have a face for radio so (laughs) you are such a dork okay well have a great day guys god bless and we'll see you soon for the awesome enneagram test go to app.trueself.io and discover your true self with your, I sound like a commercial, I'm not trying to do one. I'm just trying to give you guys the link I promised earlier. The actual, I guess I am doing a commercial. Okay. But what I'm really getting at is I'm trying to give you guys the exact information for if you are one of those people who says, I think I know my type, I'm pretty sure, but I'd love some direction. I know you know best what your core motivations are. Wes is learning what his are. And, you know, don't force your spouses into this or your friends or your kids' friends, but just give people that sense of this is a great test to start that conversation and to see if you can get a better sense and a clearer sense of what your top three types are and also your subtype. And then the book I was referencing in the episode is The Complete Enneagram, 27 Paths to Greater Self-Knowledge by Beatrice Chestnut. She has both degrees in psychology as well as communications, several degrees and so much Enneagram training. She is the best of the best. So I hope you'll check that out soon as well. And I especially hope that as you work through your marriage issues that you let me know if you're running into a snag or let Olivia know. You can always contact us through our website at enneagramandmarriage.com or at 941-301-8420. Thanks guys. Take care.